Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday, each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these weekly Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The coronavirus pandemic has upended our lives. So much of what we considered normal has changed. We're not sure when we'll get it back again. In today's Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. will help us draw a biblical perspective on this pandemic and the long-lasting changes it will bring to our world. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 19th, 2020. I want to talk with you today about what I see as a reshaping, even a resetting of the entire world order vis-a-vis this coronavirus pandemic. Let me preface this by encouraging you to do your own research on what I'm going to share with you today. And I do have to say that much of what I'm going to share is kind of heavy. Uh, But if you'll hang in there with me until the end, this ends very good. It has a very, very good ending. But um, some of the things that I'm going to talk about today are uh, very disturbing, and maybe in a sanctified way, if I can say it that way. But I do want to encourage you to be a Berean and search the Scriptures on your own, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. I want to begin with this ominous Politico magazine article bearing the title, Coronavirus Will Change the World permanently, here's how. Listen to a few quotes from this article, quoting, A crisis on this scale can reorder society in dramatic ways for better or worse. A global novel virus that keeps us contained in our homes, maybe for months, is already, listen to this, reorienting our relationship to government, to the outside world, even to each other. Religious worship will look different. Still quoting, all faiths have dealt with the challenge of keeping faith alive under the adverse conditions, but never 
all faiths at the same time. Religion in the time of quarantine will, again listen, challenge conceptions of what it means to minister and to fellowship. The Washington Post published a similar article titled, After the Pandemic, How the Coronavirus Will Change Our Lives Forever. (laughs) In it, they basically say that our lives, our daily lives, will change in ways that we could have never imagined, and our lives will never be the same again. This brings me to a Yahoo News report on Wednesday, in which the Gates Foundation, this is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, is calling for global cooperation on a vaccine for seven billion people around the world. The reason I wanted to mention this is because there was a quote that really caught my attention from the Gates Foundation chief executive Mark Sussman. He says, and I quote, there will be no return to normal until there is a vaccine. But there are no dramatic ways to shortcut it." In the article he goes on to say that best case scenario, 12 months, one year. It's more likely going to be a year and a half, 18 months. I hesitated to mention this one, but after praying about it early this morning, I sensed that the Lord would have me to at least put it out there, and in so doing, encourage you to vet this. I learned of it only yesterday, and I didn't have enough time to validate its authenticity. I always want to be accurate when I quote sources, but this particular source has to do with patent number WO2020060606. Some are suggesting that the patent number stands for World Order WO2020 and has the numbers 666. And it is a patent described as a cryptocurrency system using body activity data. It would incorporate what's known as blockchain technology, which you find with cryptocurrency today. Now, this is another Bill Gates Microsoft patent in which Gates has partnered with Verichip manufacturer Digital Angel Corporation, dating back to the year 2008. Now, I would suggest 
that we may in fact be on the cusp of this new world order and the revealing of the Antichrist foretold of in the book of Revelation. It's, I believe, going to come by way of a reset on every level, in every arena, a governmental reset, an economic reset. And it's important to understand that this has been in the works for decades now as a global agenda for global governance. Back in the year 1957, Paul Henry Spock, former Belgian Prime Minister and one of the principal architects of what has since its origins now become the European Union, which by the way, I think I quoted this a week or two ago, the European Union, because of this pandemic, is this close to complete collapse, complete collapse. Well, he's one of the original architects of the EU. And he said, this is 1957, he said, and I quote, we do not want another committee we have too many already. What we want is a man of sufficient stature to hold the allegiance of all people and to lift us out of the economic morass into which we are sinking. Send us such a man, and be he God or devil, we will receive Him, 1957. This is really interesting. It was actually in the year 1999. Walter Cronkite, the personification of network news, who was by then retired, appeared at a United Nations room to accept his World Federalist Association Global Governance Award, Global Governance Award, 1999, Walter Cronkite. In his acceptance speech, he said, and I quote, the first priority of humankind in this difficult era is to establish an effective system of world law that would assure peace with justice for all the people of the world. First, we Americans are going to have to yield up some of our sovereignty. That's going to be, for many, a bitter pill. It will take a lot of courage, a lot of faiths, and a lot of persuasion for them to come along with us on this necessity. Pat Robertson, again this is 1999, Pat Robertson, CBN, 
quoting. Pat Robertson has written a book a few years ago, and in it he said that we should have a world government, but only when the Messiah arrives. And in the room, you can watch the video, it's online, laughter erupts. (laughs) He wrote, still quoting Walter Cronkite, any attempt to achieve world order before that time must be the work of the devil. Again, the room erupts in laughter. And then he says this, quoting, Well, join me, Walter Cronkite. I'm glad to sit here at the right hand of Satan. Nine years earlier, on of all days, 9-11, September the 11th, in the year 1990, then President George H.W. Bush, in his address to a joint session of Congress said, and I quote, out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order can emerge, a new era. More recently, and I quoted this as well, on Thursday, March 26th, Breaking Israel News quoted former British Prime Minister Gordon Brown calling on world leaders to form, and I quote, a one world government in order to cope with COVID-19. The logic is this, it's a global crisis and it can only be dealt with by way of a global government. Okay, now all of this begs the question of whether or not this current global crisis and global call for a global government and a global leader? The question is, is this crisis what ushers in the Antichrist and said new world order? Well, the truth is that None of us can know for sure. However, and please hear me out on this, with each passing day, it's looking like this could in fact be it. I hope you don't tire of me saying this, but I'd rather be ready for this to be it and have it not be it, than not be ready only to have this be it. I suppose that I could rightly be accused of not wanting anyone's blood on my hands, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Like with the watchman on the wall in Ezekiel, who didn't warn the people of what was coming, 
the blood of those people was on the hands of that watchman, because that watchman did not warn the people. I have to warn you that it looks like this is what's coming. What's coming? Well, for the Christian, it's the rapture. For the non-Christian, unspeakable, unthinkable horror, global, catastrophic destruction. It is my belief that where all of this is heading, it's pointing to the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ, which can happen at any time. Now, I, I know that I've been saying this every week for the last 14 years, since we started doing these weekly prophecy updates. But again, please just hear my heart when I say this. I have never had the urgency that I do today with this current crisis. And the reason is that this aforementioned resetting of the entire world order is ultimately realized, and I'll even say finalized, after the rapture and in the tribulation. In other words, we're beginning to see this come to pass now. Jesus in Luke 21-28 said, when you see these things, things like what I just shared, beginning to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh. That only applies to the believer. Well, you might say, well, I'm watching this, and I would not profess to be a Christian. I would not say that I am a believer. You need to seek the Lord while He can still be found before it's too late. This is what's coming, and I have to warn you. I am keenly aware that there may be some who would say, well, Pastor J.D., you're like that boy who cried wolf. You know the story of the boy who cried wolf. He cried wolf, and then no wolf came. He cried wolf, no wolf came. He cried wolf the third time, and nobody listened. But then the wolf came. Well, I don't know if I could be accused of that right, rightfully so, but here's what I do know. I do know that the Apostle Paul in Acts 20 cried about wolves, wolves in sheep's clothing, that would not spare the flock. In fact, we're told in Acts 20 that the Apostle Paul wept day and night for three years because he knew that the wolves were coming. Fine, I'm the boy who cried wolf, but here's the thing. Think about this. The wolf did come. The wolf did come. I am here today to say to you that Jesus will come. 
and it might be sooner than any of us could ever think or imagine. If there was ever a time for Christians to get serious about the Lord, and for non-Christians to get right with the Lord, it is now, today. About a week ago, Barry McGuire, who we've had the privilege of speaking here from this pulpit, sent me an email that I would like to share with you. It's a prophetic word from David Wilkerson, the founder and pastor of Times Square Church in New York City. It was 34 years ago, back in 1986. Barry was very close friends with David Wilkerson, who's now with the Lord, and his prophetic voice is sorely missed. Barry was sharing with me a a story about David Wilkerson that just floored me, literally. I mean, it just brought me to my face before the Lord. He shared about how that when they would end their time together and fellowshipping together about 10 p.m., 11 p.m., David Wilkerson would go to his room and he would pray until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, sometimes all night. When I hear things like that, I just, I just think, oh Lord, make me a man of prayer. I want to be a man of prayer. So anyway, Barry sends the, this email out, and it's a prophetic word. I want to quote it from 1986 by David Wilkerson. He says, quote, I see a plague coming on the world and the bars and church and government will shut down. The plague will hit New York City and shake it like it has never been shaken. The plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer and into their Bibles and repentance will be the cry from the man of God in the pulpit. And out of it will come a third great awakening that will sweep America and the world. I would submit that this prophetic word is coming to pass. And we are seeing what I would argue may be the last great awakening. Just yesterday I received an email from our online missionary leader, Pat Pereira. She leads our global media outreach ministry. We have a lot of online missionaries, as we affectionately refer to them, who uh, respond to, minister to, disciple online people who go to a website searching and make a decision on that website, a decision for Jesus Christ. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.